You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison. I'm joined for the first time in a long time by my brother-in-law, Josh Goff. Thanks for joining me again, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to be back. Got football back on the TV. It's awesome. That's right. Well, in this episode, we're going to be previewing the 2022 NFL season, predicting records, division winners, playoff matchups, and ultimately picking the Super Bowl 57 champion. Well, the only thing predictable about a given NFL season is unpredictability. Although there is room more of the parody party in 2022, many familiar powerhouses stand out in the race to get to and win Super Bowl 57. Last season, the Super Bowl 56 winning Rams were on the short list to contend for a championship out of the NFC, but the Bengals were a surprise upstart in representing the AFC. It's getting more difficult to figure out where teams will finish because more teams have figured it out at quarterback. There also are significant coaching and personnel changes for several teams during every offseason. We're going to kick things off in the AFC East. I believe the Buffalo Bills are going to win that division with a record of 13-4. and The Bills are loaded offensively around Josh Allen, and they have a stronger defensive foundation for Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier now with a pass rush featuring Von Miller. They should roll over the rest of the East again. Many are predicting big things from the Bills this year besides just a division title. Representing the entire AFC in the Super Bowl isn't out of the realm of possibility, nor is Josh Allen taking home his first MVP trophy. But even if the Bills do end up making it all the way to the Super Bowl, we all know what the name Bills stand for. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. (laughs) Yeah, they've got some experience with that, huh? Back in the 90s. Unfortunately. Yeah. Finishing second in that division is going to be the New England Patriots with a record of 9-8. The Patriots will deliver defensively for Bill Belichick, as usual, with even some missing pieces. But the supporting cast for Mac Jones in year two still doesn't inspire much beyond the running game. There's been a lot of hype around Mac Jones' quarterback play, but if the Patriots aren't willing to give him some legitimate weapons, he's only going to be able to take them so far. Finishing third will be the Miami Dolphins with 8-9 and as their record. The Dolphins are a buzzy team with new offensive-minded coach Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill serving as the new go-to guy for Tua. I expect bigger numbers from him this season, especially being able to throw to a dynamic playmaking receiver like Hill. But more of a learning curve for Tua and the transitioning defense will hold them back for a playoff breakthrough until 2023. Finally, finishing last in that division will be the New York Jets at 6-11. Zach Wilson's knee injury is an early bummer, but there's no doubt the Jets focused on getting much better around him, adding several key pieces. Robert Saley's defensive upgrades came in the secondary, but the front seven can curb significant improvement. I mean, I'm excited to see what maybe Miami can do with, you know, adding Tyreek Hill. And the question is, can they keep him healthy? He's playing in a completely different climate now down in uh, South Florida and the humidity and all those things to factor in. So can him and Tua be on the same page throughout the season? It'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. We're going to move over to the AFC North now. Baltimore Ravens are going to win that division at 13-4. and four. The Ravens will go back to being the scary Ravens, first offensively. They'll, they'll restore their blocking and traditional running strengths to boost Lamar Jackson. Defensively, they also have expedited their defensive reloading on the pass rush in a secondary that's arguably the best in the league. John Harbaugh and his staff will get them back close to 2019 form. Finishing second will be the Cincinnati Bengals with a record of 11-6. The Bengals will avoid having a true Super Bowl losing hangover because they are too well-rounded of a young team to let that happen. Led by Joe Burrow, they're still loaded on offense with an improved line, something they made sure to address during the offseason after Joe Burrow led the league last year in being sacked, a stat you don't want to own. 
Defensively, led by Trey Hendrickson, they can still make key plays on every level. Finishing third will be the Pittsburgh Steelers at 10-7. and seven. The Big Ben era is officially over in Pittsburgh. The Steelers' calling card is their pass defense, but their passing game should carry a much higher ceiling at some point with Kenny Pickett taking over. The run defense is headed to being shored up while the running game is in the capable legs of Najee Harris. Expect Mike Tomlin's team to overachieve yet again. Finally, in that division, we'll have the Cleveland Browns at 7-10. and 10. Deshaun Watson's suspension expanding to 11 games ensures the Browns won't be a playoff team again post-Baker Mayfield. They can help Jacoby Brissett win with the running game and defense, but they no longer will have the scoring offense to stay with the better teams in the AFC. I think, yeah, it's definitely up to Baltimore and Cincinnati. I think it's a safe pick going to Baltimore, assuming Lamar's healthy all year. I know he missed a lot of game time last season. And um, Cincinnati can only go up from here. I think they were quite the surprise in the postseason making it to the Super Bowl. So that'll be a really interesting division, especially as the weather plays out month to month and who's going to win those divisional games when it gets tough and personal between the two of them. Well, we move now to the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts. My team going to win the division there at 10-7. and seven. So not a great record, but good enough to win a weaker division as they're in. After a disappointing end to what was shaping up to be a promising season last year, the Colts wanted quarterback stability within the structure of Frank Reich's run-heavy offense, and Matt Ryan will provide it, helped by a ton of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr. The defense has a new play caller calling the plays, but it has plenty of talent and experience at every position to execute at a high enough level, win the division, and get into the playoffs, which is something they weren't able to accomplish last season. Playing against the AFC West, which is clearly the toughest division, is the reason the Colts won't have a better record. But at least for their sake, they get the harder two teams, Chiefs and Chargers, at home. Finishing second will be the Tennessee Titans at 9-8. and eight. The Titans are bound to slide back and fall out of first place in the playoffs altogether. Their strength lies now, as Mike Vrabel prefers it, with defense and the running game. But the latter has concerns about how Derrick Henry comes back from a big foot injury. Ryan Tannehill has a new-look passing game, but he may struggle to rebound from the playoffs and open the door for Malik Willis. Finishing third will be the Jacksonville Jaguars at 3-14. and 14. Wouldn't surprise me if the Jags sneak out two or three other unexpected wins, but I'll stick with my 3-14 and 14 prediction. Houston Texans will round out that division at 1-16, so a rough season for the Texans coming up. They've got a tough schedule even in a weak division. They played more inspired than expected with David Culley, but that enthusiasm will fade with Lovey Smith. Rookie running back Damian Pierce will be the bright spot of the offense, but second-year quarterback Davis Mills is bound to take some real lumps in year two, and the defense doesn't have too much beyond Jonathan Grenard. Yeah, I agree with your pick to uh, win the division with being the Colts. I think it's all laid out for them. They've made a change at quarterback. You know, can they keep Matt Ryan healthy through the whole season and uh, – not get in their own way of losing games. I think they did that a couple times last year. So win the games you're supposed to. Don't make silly turnovers and mistakes that keep you out of the playoffs the way it unfolded last year. We're moving over to the AFC West now. The loaded AFC West, many believe, is the best division in football this year, and I don't believe they're wrong. Winning this division this year is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers at 12-5. and the Chargers don't have real weaknesses around Justin Herbert, including the line, receivers, and running backs. They also filled in some key gaps defensively, raising the playmaking to an incredible level with Cohill Mack, helping Joey Bosa on the pass rush, while J.C. Jackson joins Derwin James in the secondary. If somewhat healthy, this team should come through big time for Brandon Staley in year two. 
Finishing second will be the Kansas City Chiefs at 12-5. and five. The Chiefs will be right there with the Chargers because of Patrick Mahomes' own elite quarterback play, helping them sort out some change in the passing game and concern in the running game. Losing Hill will definitely hurt, but Mahomes still has plenty of other weapons to take advantage of. Their defense lost enough in the secondary to open the door for another team to take this tough division. Finishing third will be the Denver Broncos at 10-7. and seven. Russell Wilson's a game-changer for the offense, their first top-flight quarterback since the early Peyton Manning years 10 years ago. Everything will be lifted on that side of the ball. The defense minus Vic Fangio should be a good enough complement to make it three West teams in the playoffs. Finally, finishing fourth will be the Las Vegas Raiders at 7-10. and 10. The Raiders have some positive offensive buzz with Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams around to push Derek Carr, but they have questions about their line and backfield. The defense has Max Crosby, but little else with whom to slow down the Chargers, Chiefs, and Broncos. Yeah, just thinking about it, like every team is loaded with either a good to great quarterback. Um, it's going to be a dogfight throughout the whole year. All those divisional games are probably going to be prime time, if not just big games in general. And I think the Chargers are a great pick. And, you know, you can't be surprised if maybe Denver surprises us as well, or even the Chiefs do their thing again. But I think uh, Chargers look very uh, impressive. We'll now move over to the NFC. We're going to start in the NFC East. It hurts my heart to admit this, but the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division at 11-6. Cowboys have some concerning developments around Dak Prescott with lessened receiving depth and no Tyron Smith at left tackle, but they still have enough blocking, running, and firepower to outscore many teams. The turnover-dependent defense can become a bigger issue should the big plays not keep coming for Dan Quinn. The Cowboys have no excuse not to win the division this year, but we know from years past they're good at underachieving. Finishing right behind them in second will be the Philadelphia Eagles at 10-7. and seven. The Eagles have a good chance to return to the playoffs, this time stealing the division back from the Cowboys. Jalen Hurts has the line, receivers, backs, and tight ends to evolve into a reliable passer, so it comes down to him executing. The defensive potential is more solid than spectacular. Finishing third will be the New York Giants at 5-12. and 12. There's been some offensive optimism with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka centered around Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley finally having the system and blocking to bring balance and explosiveness to Big Blue. Unfortunately, ineffectiveness and injury make that a giant if, and this still feels like a defensive-reliant team. Finally, the Washington Commanders will finish fourth at 5-12. and 12. Carson Wentz takes command at quarterback, but the reviews have been mixed at best for a remixed passing game. The running game is growing uncertainty, too, with disappointment over Antonio Gibson. The real issue is the defense that may not get an impactful Chase Young back anytime soon. I think it's Dallas's division to lose. I mean, on paper, they have a great roster, but it's you got to go out there and execute it over the whole season. So they just keep getting in the way of themselves. But, yeah, I mean, go out there and prove us all wrong and, and win it this year. Yeah, I saw a funny meme the other day. It was uh, about the Cowboys. <laughs> it was a picture of Dak Prescott and said, no need to wait till the end of the season. The Dallas Cowboys have now been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> it's I like, saw uh, that as well, yep. Anyways, we move over to the NFC North. We've got the Green Bay Packers winning that division at 14-3. and three. The Packers have been stuck on 13 wins for three seasons under Matt LaFleur, and even with consecutive MVP runs with Aaron Rodgers, have no Super Bowl trips to show for it. They can post a better record without Adams given Rodgers, the running game, and their best overall defense in a while, something they made sure to address during the draft. Finishing second will be the Minnesota Vikings at 10-7. and seven. Kevin O'Connell is the promising new man in charge of the Vikings and is waking up their offense with more domination in mind 
for Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Defensively, there are more necessary pieces on every level that missed at the end of the Mike Zimmer era. Minnesota will challenge Green Bay a little and fall back on a wild card spot. Finishing third will be the Detroit Lions at 7-10. The Lions will go from an inspiring hard knock stint with Dan Campbell with some of the positive vibes manifesting on the field. That will be especially true of an offense that is a strong line and skill position players for Jared Goff. Aiden Hutchinson will have a huge impact for the defense, but the questions there will keep Detroit from a real playoff push. Finishing fourth in that division will be the Chicago Bears at 5-12. The Bears have to navigate through a division with an established power and two upside teams while they break in a new defensive-minded coach and reboot the offense for Justin Fields. There will be some Fields flashes, but the worries up front, both blocking and defensively, will hold them down. Yeah, I would say all due respect to Chicago and Detroit. It seems like it's a two-horse race uh, between Minnesota and Green Bay, and they kind of kick it off right away in week one. So that'll kind of set the tone for who's in the lead and um, as far as it unfolding throughout the year. So as we move down to the NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win that division at 13-4. and four. Tom Brady came back from his short retirement knowing he could take vacation and training camp and still have an easy walk over to a second consecutive division title. He can manage the offensive issues of a key line, injuries, and new receiving personnel while the healthier defense does its thing better for Todd Bowles. Will the -the off-the-field issues that Brady's dealing with in his personal life distract him and cause him to take a dip this season? Only time will tell, but thankfully for the Bucs, they play in a terrible division. Finishing second will be the New Orleans Saints at 7-10. The Saints are marching forward with a more wide-open offense after losing Drew Brees and Sean Payton in consecutive off-seasons. They hope Jameis Winston is up to the task, getting the support he needs from the running game and protection. Still, it seems like too much will remain on promoted Dennis Allen's defense. Third in that division is going to be the Carolina Panthers at 4-13. Baker Mayfield may represent a quarterback upgrade, but it's not much of one. His passing also will be reeled in by Matt Rule's archaic run-heavy desire, and too much may be put on Christian McCaffrey in the defense again. Finishing fourth will be the Atlanta Falcons at 4-13. The Falcons go from rebooting with offensive-minded Arthur Smith to a total restock minus Ryan and a suspended Calvin Ridley. The recent defensive changes are taking shape, but there's no confidence they can get away with a run-leaning formula with Marcus Mariota. No doubt this is Tampa Bay's division to win. Um, Keep Tom healthy, keep his mind focused, and uh, not that that's been an issue for him. That's why he's considered the GOAT by among many, but... You would think once the season starts, Tom's focused and ready to go. So we move out to the NFC West. San Francisco 49ers will be winning that division with a record of 13-4. The 49ers have the most talented team of the Kyle Shanahan era, and should Trey Lance not live up to the massive hype, he will. They have a strong fallback plan in place again with Jimmy Garoppolo. Offense, defense, and special teams add up to a high floor with a Super Bowl winning ceiling. Finishing second will be the Los Angeles Rams at 12-5. The Rams also won't experience any kind of Super Bowl hangover because they are too talented and too well coached. They'll be right there in the championship mix with Cooper Cup's offense and Aaron Donald's defense, each having one more prime season for Sean McVay. The big question will be how Matt Stafford's arm holds up, but as of right now, it seems to be just fine. Finishing third will be the Arizona Cardinals at 9-8. The Cardinals overachieved a little last season with an aging roster. Kyler Murray now is under true pressure to live up to his contract and will need to do it early again without DeAndre Hopkins. 
J.J. Watt is still around for the defense, but there's no feeling of real improvement there overall. Rounding out that division will be the Seattle Seahawks at 2-15. and Seahawks aren't inspiring anyone offensively with Geno Smith starting at quarterback. More line issues and a running game already battling key injuries. Their defense also wasn't any good for Pete Carroll at the end of last season with the bust of Jamal Adams still looming. Seattle is ticketed to worst team in NFC status after never having a losing season with a healthy Wilson. Yeah, I think San Francisco is an exciting pick regardless of who's the starting quarterback. They have such a good running game. I saw it take apart the Rams multiple times last season despite the Rams winning the Super Bowl. So I would be happy to see that this year. All right, well, that's going to take us to our AFC playoff predictions. The wild card round, Jackson versus Wilson and Herbert versus Burrow make for epic quarterback battles early. I've got the number two Ravens over the number seven Broncos and number three Chargers over the number six Bengals. I hate to pick against my team, but Ryan will be no match for Mahomes as the number five Chiefs beat the number four Colts. I would say those are very exciting matchups depending upon who's the home team, your weather. It'd be hard to bet against Mahomes. I really like what Herbert's doing. Ultimately, yeah, I think uh, you can take Chargers, Chiefs. Well, the divisional round, it's mild upset city as Mahomes gives Allen more heartbreak as the number five Chiefs upset the number one Bills and Los Angeles notches another playoff win in Baltimore as the Chargers as the number three seed take down the number two Ravens. The Chargers and Chiefs will be battle-tested from the West to help them become the last two standing, with Herbert pulling a last year's Burrow as the number three Chargers beat the number five Chiefs in an epic battle that will be similar to the offensive slugfest we saw last year between the Chiefs and Bills. Yeah, I think Bills have unfinished business. Um, That was one of the greatest games we saw last year between them and the Chiefs. Yeah, I think Josh Allen's ready to take that next step to the next level, be in a Super Bowl. He's got the team built around him. Time will tell. You think it'll be a a rematch of Chiefs and Bills from last year, or you think the Chargers will get there and face the Chiefs instead? Something tells me it's the Chargers year. I don't don't know if Kansas City did enough to replace Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So that could be the difference maker. It really could be. We'll have to wait and find out a few months here, but should be exciting. Well, that we'll move over to the NFC playoff predictions. The wild card round, the Buccaneers won't let Brady's run end with a one and done as the number two Buccaneers will take down the number seven Vikings. The number three 49ers are used to opening the playoffs well and will get a home game to dispatch the number six Eagles in a classic. Number four Dallas losing right away to the number five Los Angeles Rams is also par for the course. Yeah, I think Philly's still a couple of years away. I think they're they're getting better after kind of what fell apart there with Doug Peterson leaving and, and everything after that. Yeah, I would agree with all those considering where we stand today on it. Dallas has to prove prove us wrong. They always seem to let themselves down. So you gotta go with the Rams in that situation. And then as we move to the divisional round, it's gonna be Rodgers out dueling Stafford as the number one Packers beat the number five Rams. And then Brady beating Lance and his hometown team, the 49ers, as the Buccaneers, as the two seed, take down the number three 49ers. Yeah, I would like to see Green Bay, you know, make it all the way. I know we're around behind there, but, um, you know, Green Bay needs to take that next step. And Tampa Bay, yeah, I've seen enough from them in the past two seasons now to not bet against them. Well, that's going to take us to the NFC Championship game where it's MVP over GOAT in a marquee likely final game for Brady as number one Packers defeat the number two Buccaneers. Rodgers will do what he should have done two years ago, taking down Brady and the Bucs at home in the NFC Championship game to reach his second Super Bowl. 
Rodgers should be feeling pretty motivated by the fact that Brady's only been in the NFC two years and has as many NFC championships as he does, as well as Matthew Stafford once he was able to play for someone other than the Detroit Lions. I think you have to expect that out of Aaron Rodgers, considering the pay increase he just accepted. I think it's time for him to show up and get it done. Yep. Don't just talk the talk. It's time to walk the walk. Right. I've had multiple years now of being the top seed, first round buys, still not getting it done. So you only make so many excuses. You can only blame the coach so many times, you know. <laughs> That's right. You're the leader there. You've yeah. been their guy for over a decade. Well, that takes us to the Super Bowl 57 prediction. My oldest son, Ty, will be thrilled with my pick. I've got the Green Bay Packers over the Los Angeles Chargers. The Packers haven't been to the Super Bowl in 12 seasons. Chargers haven't been to the playoffs in four years, and their lone Super Bowl appearance came after the 94 season. But with the two-time MVP Rodgers and the rising superstar Herbert, the fortunes can quickly change. San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and Los Angeles all got a deserved Super Bowl turn as NFC powers. Kansas City, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Buffalo are all formidable, but they all have some key questions in the AFC. Rodgers' career, with his prolific and efficient numbers, profiles for at least having two Super Bowl victories. Herbert's unprecedented work as a young gun calls for him getting a shot like Mahomes and Burrow. I see this game coming down to the wire. After Rodgers digs deep to beat Herbert late, Green Bay can once again be called title town. I would love to see that matchup, and it could go either way at that point, depending upon where they're playing the Super Bowl this year. I think Herbert's legit. I think he's got a really good mind, and he's also got the talented uh, physical attributes. So I'd be happy to see him win it, but he's got a lot of time too. You know, Aaron needs to make the most of these last couple of years that he has and get it done. Absolutely. So are you picking the Chargers then? In that scenario, yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers. Take the Chargers. Is there someone else you see getting there instead of either one of those two teams and, and taking the Lombardi Trophy? I mean, that AFC West can go. Any of them, basically. Yeah, I mean, all those divisional games are going to be so important. You know, there's probably a wild card team that comes out of that as well, and we just saw a wild card team like Cincinnati do what they did last year. So who can stay healthiest in that division? Because there's good quarterbacks on every team. Watch out for my Colts, the dark horse. Absolutely, yeah, they're <laughs> built for it. Yeah, I'm hoping. Hoping Matt Ryan they, comes through this year and he's still got something left in the tank, you know, Matty Ice. They shot themselves in the foot last year, so... They did. They were playing well down the stretch there, had some big wins, and then, yeah, the last two weeks just laid two eggs and, yeah, cost them the playoff spot. I mean, that ownership and management, they've built a really solid team there in Indianapolis. Well, it should be an exciting NFL season. We're so happy it's finally here. It's the longest off season <laughs> in, in many the, ways. They need the break. Yeah, they, they, know, they, they, they need the break, and they, they deserve the break and all those things, but we're happy as fans that it's back, and Happy to be able to podcast about it, bring you guys some NFL news. So I hope you've enjoyed this preview and prediction of the 2022 NFL season here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Josh signing off.